WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard, your host. Thank you very much for being here this morning. Sure, just start the show and ah, get a tickle in my throat. Ah, love live radio. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, woo. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> WKTY Outdoors. Oh, man, it's like... Whew. Starting off the show, and just like, no dive right away. <clears throat> Anyhow, uh, is Grady around here somewhere? Maybe that's what, okay. Anyway, uh, WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And it's, uh, boy, what a dreary morning it is out there. Goodness gracious. I woke up this morning, and, and you know, it's, I'm like, okay, you know, you expect it to kind of get light and, you know, it, it just, it, it hasn't, <laughs> you know, I'm like, wait a minute. Did I miss the, 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 the fall back thing here or something? And, but yeah, it's uh, one of those, one of those days. Fortunately, it looks like the, uh, the weather is going to, uh, at least it'll stop raining here, uh, eventually. And that'll be a, uh, that'll be a very good thing. Looks like it's, uh, I think for the most part, it's uh, pretty much past uh, the lacrosse area. It's moving, uh, moving again to the east here. So uh, that's uh, that's a good thing. And the nice thing uh, too about that is, you know, at least with this this rain anyway, in the rain that that's also in the forecast for the next day or so, uh, it's not real heavy amounts, so it shouldn't affect the the water really at all. Uh, on the plus side, um, along those lines, um, rivers. River's coming down, and that's uh, that's a beautiful thing. It's uh, sitting at eight nine right now, uh, or I take that back about uh, about nine foot right now, and uh, is forecast to drop down to about seven feet by the end of uh, end of next week. So uh, a big big drop in the river stage, and you can tell. I mean, it's still it's still up there, um, but it's it's coming down, and and two feet's going to make a big difference. I think. Um, matter of fact, I talked to the folks up at, uh, Fat Cat Bait this morning here just to kind of get a fishing report before the show. And yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, water is, has come down. Uh, you know, I look at the river, the river gauge here in La Crosse, uh, and, uh, but, uh, but of course, uh, further up, up river by Trempolo, um, yeah, they're, they're experiencing that, uh, the water level's coming down as well, which is, uh, again, a wonderful thing. Um, and that just means the fishing is starting to pick up. Um, I'm going to try and squeeze in some more, <laughs> some, some more on the water fishing here before, uh, before it gets too late here. But, uh, um, yeah, saying that the, the, the walleye fishing is, uh, is doing, doing well, getting going. 
it's it's been tough. I mean, you know, with the uh, with the the high water and everything, it's just it's just tough to find those fish. You know, and tough to find, you know, get in a spot where you can just kind of hang out and and target those fish. On the plus side too, uh if you're not uh, not really into walleye fishing, um panfish bite is starting to pick up. Uh the Three Lakes area is doing very well in terms of panfish and I know that uh, that's a great place to go check out, uh, get, get in some of those backwater areas. Um, boy, you can have just a, a great time with uh, with the fish down there, no doubt about it. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I and I, I think that'll translate to a lot of those little backwater areas here, um, you know, maybe down by Brownsville, uh, down by Stoddard. Um, you know, if you're panfish, you know, I, I think in terms of the hot spot, um, I'm looking at, uh, you know, a couple of places. One, I'm going to hang out below the dam. Um, and it doesn't have to be Trempolo, certainly. I mean, it, it certainly could, uh, you could be, uh, you know, Trempolo or, uh, Dresback, uh, down to Genoa. Uh, I, I, I think conditions are pretty much going to, you know, I, I think the further south you go, the, you know, you'll still have to contend with a little higher water, but, um, you know. Certainly the water levels have come down, and that will just improve the fishing. So I'm going to check out the lock and dams if I'm going, uh, if I'm looking for walleyes, some nice walleyes, and uh, um, I'm looking at some of those those backwater areas uh, targeting panfish. Um, again, you're just looking for stumps and uh, some cover that they can find, and I think you'll do well. Uh, the northern bite is also starting to pick up a little bit as well. Um which again isn't terribly surprising here as the the water temperatures drop. Uh, again, uh, you know you're looking at you know, maybe some larger minnows or uh, something along those lines for uh, for targeting those northerns because they'll they're looking for a meal before uh, before winter sets in. Um, and again, too, if you're going to be uh, you know targeting uh, walleyes, you know stop into your favorite bait shop like Fat Cat to uh, to pick up some. Some nice minnows, some willow cats, what have you. Uh, also, you know, if you're, I really don't think you need anything terribly fancy for the panfish, other than uh, just get some night crawlers, you know, um, and just a little slip bobber, and away you go, you know. Well, you need a hooker, something like that, as well, too. But you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it doesn't it, nothing, nothing terribly complicated there. Um, or uh, for that, um, but yeah, the northern bite is starting to pick up. I'd maybe you know check out uh, Lake on Alaska for uh, for a nice northern bite. That's always got a good solid northern bite. Uh, or some of the uh, uh, areas over by Brownsville there, uh, over uh, in that that backwater area in there. There's usually uh, some nice uh, some nice northern sitting uh, sitting out in there. As well, waiting for uh, waiting for the bait fish to uh, work on by. Wasn't able to really get much of a report. Really haven't heard anything in terms of uh, in terms of bass fishing. Um, and I got a I got a like late season bass. I should get my buddy Jeremiah on Jeremiah Shaver on and talk a little late season bass fishing. Of course, he's probably switched over to hunting by now. But um, yeah, it's, it, they're there. Um, I don't know how active they are, but uh, 
Uh, it's certainly, uh, certainly in terms of water temperature anyway, just uh, looking at that this morning here, uh, it's certainly uh, not really in that optimum range for bass fishing. Um, but you know, for walleyes and, and some of the other fish, northerns, what have you, uh, not bad at all. It's uh, pretty much, uh, I would say, mid to upper 40s. Um, Winona's at 46, Trempolo's at 47, uh, Dresback is at 46, uh, Genoa's at 47. So despite the uh, the high water and everything, temperatures are, are pretty much, uh, I, I almost want to say, and, and I, I don't recall right off the top of my head, and I, I don't have that sitting in front of me here, um, but uh, um, well, it seems like it's come up maybe just, the temperatures are up just a degree or two from last week, but I, I could be off, but... But even still, it's uh, it, it's pretty typical for this this time of year. I think uh, the flow is is still up there a little bit. Uh, Trempolo's at seventy thousand, Dresback seventy five, Genoa about eighty. Um, it's coming down in terms of flow, but uh, it's still uh, still moving. Um, but if you look uh, look above, you know Minnesota City, like Winona, Minnesota City, Alma, and those places, the flow. Is, is really starting to come down as those uh, as those water levels drop. So I'm sure we'll start to we'll see that continue to uh, decrease as well in the coming the next week or so. But uh, that is uh, like I said, uh, check out the lock and dams if you want to do some walleye fishing. Nothing uh, terribly fancy there. Uh, and then uh, hit those backwater areas for uh, for the panfish. Uh, find that cover, and I think you'll find the fish. So uh, check that out. Those are the hotspot report uh, hotspots I would be checking out anyway this morning. So, uh, if, if I was not actually in the studio here and you know, actually had a fishing pole in my hand, <laughs> which I may do today because it doesn't look like the uh, leaves are going to cooperate. I you know I'm going to have one of those trees in my front yard again this year that's going to. It'll be December 31st before the rest of those leaves fall off. I it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, such is life. But anyhow, I'm going to take a break, come back, and uh, continue with more of WKTY Outdoors in just a couple of moments here on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Hope you're having a great morning. It's that time of year again, and the fish are biting. So, where are you going to go to get your bait and fishing tackle? Well, I'll tell you where. Fat Cat Bait and Fishing Supply in Trempolo. They have everything you need to reel in that lunker, and they carry the local brand lures the big box stores don't. Plus, their live bait is always fresh and healthy. It's a small-town bait shop with big-time selection. So, before you hit the water, check out Fat Cat Bait and Fishing Supply on Main Street in Trempolo. As a kid, you loved going to Grandma and Grandpa's house. It meant limitless exploring outside, running through the fields, playing in the barn, or a hike through the woods. They had the land. You roamed free. Get that freedom again. Talk to Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors. Land for hunting, farming, or timber, whatever you're looking for, Tony can find it. Make the smart investment. Get the plot of land you've always wanted and can finally afford. Your inner kid thanks you. 
Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Every hiring manager knows that a company is only as good as the people it's made from. So where do you find the best people? That may surprise you. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. This is talent worth knowing about. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. KTY 967 FM 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And speaking of money there from that music, uh, hey, just want to talk a little and talked a little bit about some of these benefits here and they've got another one uh, coming up tomorrow as a matter of fact. Uh, down in Ontario, or well, the it's called the Ontario Flood Relief Country Music and Auction. It's at the Cashton Community Hall. Not a bad drive at all down that neck of the woods. Uh, and it's uh, it's going to be going on from noon until three at the, uh, like I said, at the Cashton Community Hall and uh, Country Music by Tor Ennis and Friends. They've got food there uh, and uh, just some incredible auction items uh, that are going to be. Uh, uh, Going under the gavel, as it were, and for you Packer fans, uh, of course, the the uh, one of the big items that they've got anyway uh, in the auction uh, from the Bank of Cashton. It's four Green Bay Packer tickets and parking pass club level uh, for the November 11th game against the Miami Dolphins, and you know that one's going to go very well. That's uh, oh, it'll still be. Uh, Weather will still be fairly decent and should be a fun time. But that's uh, that's one of the big items that they've got. Got a nice stay as well, a one-night stay for two uh, with dinner and gifts uh, over actually just across the street from here, as a matter of fact, at the Charmant. Uh, and that's uh, that's going to be a, a nice uh, a nice one. Uh, St. Joe's Venison Processing, uh, they're going to auction that off. And they've got uh, gift certificates. Uh, new furnishings from Ashley Furniture, Amish Baked Goods and Preserves. Oh, that's worth the drive right there. Uh, four tickets to the rodeo in November at the Lacrosse Center. Four tickets to the Christmas show in December at the Lacrosse Center. Uh, and a whole lot more. And again, uh, this is going to be going on tomorrow uh, from noon until 3 at the Cashton Community Hall. So uh, stop on down. It's uh, sponsored by Trinity Lutheran Church and Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Cashton. So stop on down and, and help your your neighbors uh, down in Vernon County out uh, in Vernon and well, in Monroe area, that neck of the woods, uh, and do a good thing and maybe come away with some cool items as well. Who doesn't love an auction? That's fun stuff. So check it out. It's, uh, again, going on uh, from noon until you won't even miss the Packer game. <laughs> How about that? There you go. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Noon, they timed it perfectly. I think they probably planned it that way, but you know that's that it'll be a be a good time. And again, I'm sure they're going to raise lots of money from uh, from that to uh, uh, help out folks down in that neck of the woods who've been just devastated by all the 
the flooding and everything down there. Mm. And still are uh, in the process of rebuilding. So uh, check that out again. That's tomorrow afternoon from noon until 3. Uh, taking a look here uh, before we hop back into talk of fishing and the like, uh, talking about uh, the sports calendar for today. Uh, speaking of football, uh, We've got the Packers on Sunday. I'll get to that in a second here. But uh, we've got, uh, before that, uh, UW-Platteville coming to town to take on uh, UWL. And we've got that game for you starting at 1235 this afternoon here on WKTY. And then it'll be followed up this evening uh, by the red-hot Milwaukee Bucks. Man, are they just Giannis and those guys? Man, I'm looking forward to this season. Hopefully they'll uh, do as well as, well, or even better than the uh, the Brewers. Good for Milwaukee pro teams this year. But yeah, we've got the the Bucks taking on the Magic uh, down in Milwaukee. That'll be getting underway at seven o'clock this evening again uh, here on WKTY. And then for tomorrow, uh, a slight change because the NFL changed things around just a, a little bit here. Uh, Packers at Rams. Uh, that will get underway at one o'clock tomorrow afternoon, one p.m. Uh, is when the pregame show gets underway uh, here on WKTY. And then uh, on our sister station, we've got uh, Minnesota Viking football. Uh, they're playing Sunday night. They're taking on the New Orleans Saints uh, up in Minneapolis. And again, that gets underway at 6.20 on KQ98, our sister station. Uh, and then for you NASCAR fans, we've got some auto racing for you tomorrow afternoon. Uh, again, on our sister station, 1410 WIZM starting at 12.30. And then the Bucks on Monday back in action uh, against the Toronto Raptors, and that'll be at 6.30. So good full weekend here of great sports action. Looking forward to it. CBS Sports Radio, of course, in between all that times, and uh, now we're talking some outdoor action here this morning. And it's not, uh, it's not bad out there right now. And getting better. Hopefully we, you know, I think we still have several weeks left. I know it's October 27th, but uh, I've had some great, great times in November in terms of in terms of fishing. So I think uh, I, I think we're hopefully set up here. Hopefully now the the you know we're going to get those days where it's going to you know rain off and on and be cold and dreary or whatever. But I think we'll have a few days in here where. Uh, where the weather will cooperate, the fishing will be good, good to get out there and enjoy. And certainly uh, certainly a lot less pressure. Uh, there's no no doubt about it. Stepped outside this morning, and I live on the south side, and, yep, got the duck hunters out. Heard that plenty, plain and clear. So that just means, you know, less pressure and, you know, better opportunities for the fish. For the guys that are still wanting to go out there and uh, catch a mess of fish. So, nothing wrong with that. And again, I think I, I think this time of year is probably one of the, the, the easiest times of year to catch fish. Um, even though the number of anglers decreases. Uh, yesterday afternoon, I just I had to run some errands in the afternoon. I was surprised there weren't as many boats out as I thought there would be. I know it's Friday and people are working, of course, but even still, it's normally you see a few more. I you know, saw a few here and there up in the Black and uh, Black River, and but you know, 
really, uh, there's so many other things uh, going on as well uh, that a lot of folks just uh, they they're done for the year in terms of uh, in terms of fishing, well, at least open water fishing anyway. Yeah, you know, it's hunting season, deer, turkey, what have you, and there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, I you know I I enjoy the taste of venison, turkey. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I still can't quite figure out how they get those round loafs out of the bird, but apparently they do. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, and and, and I, I kind of do this once a year, and you know, going to be another exception here because, and I I get bad at it as well during the the year. I'll you know swap out gear and uh, you know just kind of set it down in the corner and and you know just leave it for a while and and. mess around with it, and it just sits there. and That's not necessarily a good thing. Um, especially if you lean a rod up against the wall or you know, put it in a corner or something like that. I've done that, too, just in a rush, and you, know, you, just, yeah, you get busy. And you, you can actually put a bend in a rod. It can, you can just, you know, it kind of gets that memory, if you will, uh, just by leaving it tilted up against the, you know, in a corner in the, in my workshop, um, or man cave, however you want to describe it. Um, fortunately, it wasn't too bad, and and I was able to kind of get it straightened out there. It took a little bit, but um, what's worse, and I, you know, you see this all the time, um, is having a rod tucked in a corner with the hook attached to the hook keeper and tension on the line, tension on the rod. Um, this is bad all the way around. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, so I'm going to just share a few tips. Like I do, I do this seasonally, um, to, uh, make sure that you get your gear packed away. Right. And, and, uh, you know, you're spending good money on that gear, you know, treat it right. Even if you're not, you know, even if you're only spending, you know, 20 bucks on a rod, 20 bucks on a reel or something, you know, still. Uh, a little work now can mean less time getting back out on the water in the uh, in the spring. So let's uh, I, let's start with the rod. First thing, take the reel off, um, and I'll talk about reels here momentarily. Um, this takes stress off the reel seat and the little the locking mechanism as well. Now you can start with some cleaning. Uh, just and it doesn't have to be anything terribly fancy you know just uh uh little lukewarm water rinse the cork handles off uh or just the handles in general uh get rid of that season's worth of grime fish gunk and whatever else happens to have accumulated uh during the course of the season um you can use like one of those little scotch bright pads or something like that to to you know kind of get into the cracks and crevices i mean if it's really dirty you know Maybe a little, you know, if you got an old toothbrush or something like that, if you need something like that uh, to, to clean the cork or clean the handle. Um, and then once you're you're done doing that, just rinse it off a little clean water. And um, while you're doing so, run the rest of the rod through there. You know? uh, the rod certainly is going to have dirt and gunk on it from the season, of course, as well. Um, 
and, and then while you're, you know, and then just run a towel over it, you know, over, over the cork handle uh, or, or handle or whatever. They're not all cork these days, uh, certainly, but uh, just, you know, run your, you know, run a towel over that. And while you're doing so, uh, just, uh, you know, with a nice, you know, a light cloth or, you know, chamois, whatever, you know, chamois, one of those things, um, run your hand over it as well. And, Feel for any like nicks or scrapes or anything like that. Um, just to, to you know, it, it happens. You know, you you ding it on some rocks, you ding it on some trees, what have you. You you ding it, put it in your car, um, what have you. It, it it just it happens. Little dings here and there that might indicate that yeah need a little need a little TLC or something. Um, also, too, uh, if you've got a, a cotton ball or something like that. Check it, run run it through the line guides, um, and the cotton will certainly snag on any damaged guides. Um, and you, boy, I tell you, you certainly don't want that. You know, bottom line is is if anything is wrong with a rod, like a bad guide, um, it's pretty easy to fix. Um, you know, it, there's plenty of places you can take it to. Uh, most bait and tackle shops, they know a guy who does it. You know, and it, it's usually, you know, I guess, depending on the, you know, depending on the rod, you know, if it's 10 bucks to, to fix or whatever, eh, you know, if you're going to, if you're spending a lot of money and I, I don't, but, um, you know, I'll spend 30, 40 bucks on a rod. You know, if I'm going to spend that kind of money, yeah, it's worth the, worth the money to have it fixed. Sure. And certainly, uh, uh, for those of you who have higher end rods, uh, certainly if I've, you know, like I, if, well, I tell you, you know, for open water, I've got fly rods as well that are kind of pricey as well. And yeah, I would spend the money to certainly, uh, get those fixed. Um, it's not like you're going to need it for a while anyway. So, but yeah, uh, just, uh, wherever your favorite bait and tackle store is, uh, just ask and. Like I said, for the most part, uh, I don't think I've ever been in a, a, a tackle store where they're, you know, they don't know somebody who fixes that stuff. And yeah, it's it's usually pretty inexpensive and not a bad, uh, not a bad way to continue to enjoy your investment. So, but regardless, even if the line guides aren't bad, you know, uh, when you're finished, don't just lean the rod up against the wall. Store it in a rod rack that supports both ends of the rod. Um, if it breaks down, break it down. Uh, you know, store it away. You know, if you've got a rod tube or something along those lines, that works as, as well. Um, just don't let uh, another thing too. Don't let the rod sit in the direct sunlight, um, as that will uh, damage the protective coating on the rod as well. Now let's uh, let's move on to the reel. It's you know, it's off the rod right now, so I guess the first thing uh, to do is take off the line. Um, I'm talking about a spinning reel, although uh, the first couple of tips anyway kind of apply to all reels, uh, regardless of what the manufacturers say. The line on the reel uh, will develop memory uh, when it's sitting on the shelf or in a storage case for the next several months. Considering how much you spend on rods, reels, and even some lures, uh, you know, 
couple hundred yards a line is a pretty low investment. Pull the line off the spare reels, too. You, know? you can bag up you know, all the line from your reels and drop them off at any place. And again, you know, your favorite bait and tackle store, uh, a lot of those places, uh, the boat landings, um, places along those lines, they've got a container for recycled fishing or recycling fishing line. Uh, let's, uh, let's practice being green. Besides most of those, uh, uh or at least, you know, if it's in your bait and tackle store or, you know, Gander or Cabela's or someplace like that, um, most of the, a lot of those, you know, it's like, well, I gotta, I gotta be environmentally friendly here, so I should probably, you know, check out some fall sales as well while I'm here. So, <laughs> yeah, just, just try floating that one by when uh, you're telling your wife where you're going. So, <laughs> well, I had to, I had to be environmentally friendly. So, anyhow, <laughs> once the line is off. Uh, you can start the cleaning process. Again, you, know, you just have to be a little bit more careful. Uh, you know, if you don't want to get too terribly complicated with it, uh, you know, you, you certainly don't have to disassemble uh, anything. But, uh, you know, like I said, just a little uh, soapy water. Um, you're not going to use that. No. Um, just clean water in the process. You don't want to mess things up too badly here that soap residue or whatever no um yeah just uh, uh, a little fresh water take off the spool wipe that down outside and underneath uh take off uh you know uh, any spare spools i should say as well uh wipe them down uh, that maybe you you know you've used a little bit during the course of the season uh again a little q-tip or a small cleaning pad to clean out any dirt or debris from underneath the, the spool shaft that might be harder to remove. You know, just give it a good look over. And, and I mean, you'll certainly see the, the dirt and junk or whatever in there. Uh, you know, and on the spools and reel itself, important to remove all the water or moisture uh, so it doesn't seep down into the internal workings of the reel unless you want to take the whole thing apart, which uh, doesn't necessarily appeal to me. Um, cause I know my technical limitations, if I take it apart, the odds are that I will either a lose a screw somewhere, lose a part, uh, or end up with extra parts that I don't know where they went when I took it apart in the first place. So, but yeah, if you want to take it apart, that's cool. Um, but you know, you can disassemble it. Especially if you, you know, maybe you've let it go a couple of years, you know, uh, disassemble the reel and give it a thorough cleaning and, and re-lubricating. Um, and, and certainly if you look at some of the information from the, the reel manufacturers, uh, they ask, you know, they suggest doing it at like once a year. I guess it depends on how much you use it uh, would be more along those lines. You know, if you dropped it in the Mississippi, uh, a time or two. I'm mean, just asking for a friend. Uh, but, uh, you know, well, you get the idea. Yeah, it gets dirty. So, you're only out a couple times during uh, a week during the season. Yeah, not a bad idea. But, you know, if you go out maybe 
half dozen times during the course of the season. Just a, a good exterior cleaning's probably okay. But yeah, if you want to go for it though, uh, you need to remove the, the handle, rotor, side plate, crank gear, and then just uh, with a small brush, um, clean out the clean the parts with you know, soapy water to remove any uh, dirty lubricant that you know might be have a little sand or grit or dirt in it. Uh, rinse off and just let it dry, and then uh, get a good quality lubricant. Um, the Quantum Hot Sauce is always kind of the thing that sort of uh, I always hear about, but whatever you prefer will do. Uh, just follow the manufacturer manufacturer's instructions. Yes, you have to use the instructions, guys. But yeah. but regardless, whatever whatever type of rod that you're real, I should say you're using, uh, just follow those instructions in terms of lubrication. The key is, of course, not to uh, over lubricate. Uh, not only is it messy, it can cause performance problems with the uh, the reel down the line as well. Um, once you finish, um, make sure you drop uh, put a drop of light oil on the line roller, the bale hinge springs, crank handle knob, shaft, what have you. Uh, you know where the the you know where the center shaft exits the reel, uh, and lastly by the anti reverse switch. I mean, just a small drop. Um, and then when you're finished, you can you know store the reels and spools in a reel case if you've got one. Um, you can even use a, a, a sealable Ziploc bag to keep the dirt and dust out over the winter. You know? But yeah, it just it just it pays to just take a little time and pile uh, pack the stuff away properly and. That way you'll continue to have years and years of use out of it. And you can enjoy it for uh, plenty of years to come. So just a couple of things to, uh, to keep in mind here on, uh, as, as winter starts to approach and has approached in a few places and a few times already. <laughs> Anyhow, got to take a break. Come back in just a couple of moments uh, with more of WKTY Outdoors. Here on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. When you see a house in your neighborhood with a for sale sign in the yard, out of curiosity, you look it up. You want to see what they're asking, what they're going for. Your neighbor's house could be one price, the house a few streets down another. So where does your house fall in line? Let Tony Ryerson of Coldwell Banker River Valley show you with a compared market analysis. It's a snapshot of homes in your neighborhood and those similar to what you have. Find out now if it's the right time to sell. Make the smart investment. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. If you'd like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. Dear Jim, I said I didn't want to get into it, all right? Regards, guys who check the pool water temperature with their toes. Unwar, the first day of fourth grade pictures on Facebook. Kindergarten one, all right. But now it's obnoxious. Please stop. Fourth grade pictures. Dude, my son is a senior in high school. And Janet would not let him out the door without pictures. Fourth grade. 
It never stops. I love the guys like, hey, man, I understood kindergarten, but come on, fourth grade? I got more bad news for you, Holmes. If it's anything like my house, it's not even a school thing. It's a life thing. There's so many pictures, so many pictures, except my kid, Rogan Loam. Rogan Loam. Quote, unquote. I've never seen a kid as into his lettuce as my kid is. He's all about that flow. Don't miss the Jim Rome Show, weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning. WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And some other uh, fishing news to uh, share with you here this morning. Uh, the, uh, the During the past few days anyway, uh, Wisconsin wildlife officials have approved emergency regulations establishing catfish seasons. Um Governor Walker signed the law, uh, signed a law this spring authorizing the DNR to create regulations for uh, taking catfish by hand with a bow or with a crossbow. Uh, and the DNR's board uh, voted six to one uh, this past Wednesday here to approve the regulations. Uh, the uh, package of laws, anyway, authorizes uh, fishing for catfish by hand from June first to uh, or through October thirty first. Uh, ham fishers would not be allowed to use nets, ropes, snorkels, or diving equipment. And the as far as the, the bow fishing season, that will run uh, concurrently with the uh, rough fish spearing season. And most Wisconsin counties have a continuous open spearing season. Uh, DNR Fisheries Policy Analyst Meredith Penthorn uh, says the agency wants to enact the regulations on an emergency basis uh, to protect the catfish over the winter. Uh, DNR officials hope to have permanent rules uh, ready by next fall. I don't know if I'd want to go hand fishing for uh, catfish in uh, <laughs> in December. Ooh, be a little a little chilly. I don't know about the bow season or the bow as well. It might be kind of hard to get through the ice, but that's just me. So some changes, uh, some changes coming there as well. Uh, in moving over to uh, to Minnesota, got a uh, a brand new catch and release record for northern pike. And man, that is, uh, you know, I'm unfortunately with the radio anyway. You can't show pictures, and I I wish I could because this is just a absolutely gorgeous looking pike. Uh, it's a, a 43 and a half inch pike caught by a member of the Women Anglers of Minnesota. Uh, caught it up on uh, Malac, uh, and uh, it's just a, a tremendous looking fish. Uh, it is uh, doesn't say how much it weighs, but you can you can kind of guess. It's kind of a pig, if you will. Uh, but angler Maddie Og caught and released the uh, the huge pike October sixth uh, during what she said was a cold, windy day of fishing, kind of like today, you know. Um, she she was out with a couple of other folks and uh, knew it was going to be a good day when they uh, landed two fish at the same time. So not, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but 
said five hours later, trolling the uh, edges of plants in about 12 feet of water. Um, she had a strike that bent her rod hard. Um, and, you know, you hear, you know, when you hear records and things like, oh, we battled the fish for, you know, hours. And no, <laughs> said it took her a, a minute or two. Um, she said she had to, uh, and this was a smart fish. And real fast, she said, because the uh, the fish swam towards the boat, causing near constant slack in the line. And probably a little bit of panic in the boat. So, perfect uh, a perfect scenario for, uh, for catch and release. And I'm sure uh, the article I'm looking at here from the, the DNR said, you know, it's uh, probably not going to be the only one. Uh, only trophy pike pulled from uh, from Malac, uh, twenty pounds plus, mid to high forties. And in Minnesota, so you know too. In case you you, you don't, uh, two kinds of Minnesota state records: one for catching and keeping the biggest fish, biggest fish, um, in each species based on certified weight, and the other uh, for the length of a caught and released uh, musky, uh, pike, or lake sturgeon, or flathead catfish. And again, uh, just uh, I, I mean, it just absolutely beautifully beautiful. You, you see a lot of those, you know, the larger northerns or whatever. They're all kind of dinged up and scratched up and whatever. Ah, this thing is just absolutely gorgeous looking fish. Absolutely gorgeous. I haven't noticed this uh, around here, but uh, I saw this yesterday, and it's like sometimes it explains things, but. Uh, Officials uh, from the U.S. Geological Survey, folks that take care of this stuff, uh, say about 10% of a national network of 8,300 stream gauges used to measure potential flooding uh, isn't reporting information, and workers are giving the highest priority to fixing gauges where expected rainfall could cause flooding. Uh, I said this on Friday that it's working with the National Weather Service and other agencies to determine uh, which gauges in 43 states should get back online first. Uh, apparently, a, a a type of computer chip failed in about 1,100 gauges for some unknown reason about a week ago. Um, the chips apparently uh, help transmit information to a, a satellite, which is how they gather all the, the data. Uh, and certainly, uh, we use it for, well, I use it for fishing information, but uh, it's used for other things as well. Uh, the info used by emergency responders for possible flooding, uh, city managers for safe drinking water, irrigation users, energy producers, and, uh, you know, well, other outdoor recreational enthusiasts. Uh, and they say it will probably take several weeks to get all of those fixed. I haven't heard uh, any reports of any around here, but uh, sometimes it wouldn't surprise me. They always seem off just a little bit at, at times, but... And then there was that one year it got stuck, so <laughs> ah, that happens. Anyhow, that's kind of the, the, the world from uh, outdoors here, uh, the world of outdoors. Uh, a few things in the news this past week. Take a break. Be back in just a moment with WKTY Outdoors. Continuing on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM.
Midwest Family Entertainment. Hear that? I know, it seems like it's way too far away. But the holidays are coming, and you need something super fun for your office holiday party. So it's not a snooze fest like last year. Invite us. We can bring games, sing karaoke, we've had dance contests, we've had companies put on skits. We dare you to surprise us with what you've got planned. We'll just help you up your game. Let's make this the best holiday party ever. Let's start planning. MidwestFamilyEntertainment.com Now at Menards, save big money on your next project with 11% off everything. Protect your home from cold drafts and heating loss with high-clarity polyfill. It's great for indoor or outdoor use. An 8 by 25 foot roll is only $6.22 after sale price and 11% off. Get 11% off everything now at Menards. Good through October 27th. Savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Hi, I'm Scott Kish from Schumacher Kish Funeral Homes, and I'm back with my girls, Jesse, Caitlin, and Mackenzie. Hi! Dad, what was it like when Grandpa Kish owned the funeral home when you were growing up? Well, Jess, a lot of people have told me how nice Grandpa was to them, and I've heard them say that he gave the best hugs to people who really needed them. I guess that's probably where I learned to take care of people the right way. You give great hugs too, Dad. Well, thanks, Mackenzie. And when it's time for your family to talk about funeral planning, always remember that at Schumacher Kish Funeral Homes, we'll be there when you need us the most. Sarah and Josh have collectively purchased 13 new and used vehicles, Fords, Hondas, Subarus, even a Plymouth. But they say they have never had the exceptional buying experience that they just had buying their first Buick from Clayson. They describe it as the best car buying experience we've ever had. We'll be back guaranteed. Customers love Clayson. Try them out. You'll love them too. Begin to experience the Clayson difference at ClaysonBuickGMC.com. I'm Tom. At the end of the day, we really like our customers. We're kind of weird that way. A stack of entrepreneur magazines, a phone full of work-for-yourself podcasts, the persistent itch of wanting to be the architect of your future. But you've got that nagging worry of not wanting to go it alone. Hey, you're not caught between working for the man and lost in the wild, because we have a third way. Being the boss of your future as a marketing pro. At Midwest Family Broadcasting, we learned long ago that if we welcome people into our company who know what it takes to run a business, they take off like a rocket. Now, while you're in control of that rocket, you've got a whole bunch of people back at Mission Control making sure you get home safe. So if you've got that business person's instincts to go make amazing marketing for other businesses, you've got a company that's ready to equip you with all the tools you need. Email Teresa Tim, Teresa T at MWFbroadcasting.com. Talk about your future with Midwest Family Broadcasting, an equal opportunity employer. Roll and I'll just feel something. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. Got a few minutes uh, left to go in the program. Again, uh, you know, if you, you're wanting to head out this uh, this weekend, the rain is, uh, is is moving through the area here and looks like things are going to uh, uh, be decent for a while anyway today. Certainly tomorrow might be a little bit nicer. Um so if you want to get a chance to uh, get out and do some fishing, yeah, get out and get out and do it. Uh, the walleye bite uh, is doing very well, uh, starting to pick up even more. Yeah, 
check out the lock and dams. Like I said, uh, you know, it doesn't matter which one. Uh, I, I think they're all pretty much going to be the same. You know, Genoa, Dresback, uh, up to Trempolo. Any of those uh, are going to be places where walleyes are going to be congregating. If you want to look for some panfish, then uh, then I'd head to head to some backwater areas. Um, the Three Lakes area up by Trempolo uh, is uh, one of my new favorite spots, anyway, and for catching just absolutely jumbo bluegills and some nice crappies and things like that. Uh, that bite is getting going. Yeah, nothing terribly fancy there in terms of what you uh, what you need. Uh, you know, I'm going for bluegills and, and sunnies. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just dropping a plain old hook with some a chunk of nightcrawler on it and uh, under a bobber or a slip bobber, and uh, away you go. You know, nothing uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, and then uh, if I'm going to you know maybe be targeting perch, and I didn't really talk about that uh, too awful much. Uh, but the perch bite is uh, is is doing well, uh, too. Um, you know, certainly you're not looking in the main channel areas, but yeah, just and again, you know, dropping a minnow close to the bottom, that's uh, that's where they're going to be keying in on. So you've got uh, you've got that going for you as well. But yeah, check out the check out those places. Uh, those are going to be the types of areas where. Yeah, the panfish bite's doing very well. And I think the northern bite is going to start picking up as well for those of you who want to uh, uh, target them. Probably not going to be the uh, uh, catch-and-release records like Minnesota, like I was talking about a few minutes ago. But uh, still, you can find some decent-sized northerns, and they're going to be nice and aggressive this time of year. So, uh, again, a minnow, a good chunk of, or a good a good-sized minnow, I should say, uh, should do the trick. Uh, looking in those uh, weedy areas and... You know, several feet of water. Uh, I think they're going to be uh, uh, going to be nice and aggressive. So I and I'm I'm thinking, you know, first thing I'm thinking about, like on Alaska or down by Brownsville, those backwater areas uh, in there, uh, those are going to be uh, uh, great places as well. Oh, I almost forgot about this. I was going to say, uh, got this from the Fish and Wildlife Service here too. I don't have it sitting in front of me, but I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, which is always scary. But um, uh, they're going to have uh, some folks down at the uh, Brownsville uh, Overlook um, available to talk about some of the migrating birds, and certainly we're starting to see more and more of that. Um, but, yeah, they're going to be there. Uh, I think it was starting today, as a matter of fact, uh, that they're going to have uh, have some folks down there during the course of the day to uh, answer questions and help guide folks on the, you know what they're looking at and what kind of birds are out there uh, and you know what they're doing in terms of migration and things like that. Um, you know, if you're an outdoors person like myself, I, and I'll grab my camera and head on down there and get some gorgeous pictures of, uh, the birds. That's pretty cool. Uh, so check that out. Um, got that going for you as well. If you're looking for a nice little drive down to Brownsville this weekend, uh, I'm going to wrap the show up here for today. Thank you very much for joining me. We'll do it again next Saturday with another edition of WKTY Outdoors. So until then, Have a great time. Get out and enjoy some beautiful outdoor fall weather here. And we'll see you next Saturday on WKTY Outdoors. Your station for sports. Way back. Get up. Get out of here. Go. WKTY Lacrosse. 96.7 FM.